Of course, big news over the weekend. The NHL teams had to put out their protected list for the Seattle Kraken expansion draft that takes place this Wednesday. Um, I don't think there was a lot of surprises, maybe a little bit in Edmonton, but um, we'll have to see how it all shapes out. We're going to get an insight from experts in Edmonton and in Calgary. We're going to chat with Reed Wilkins, host of Inside Sports on 630 Channel. We're going to chat with Dave McIver, who is a sports reporter uh, down in Calgary. Guys, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Shane. No Jake. problem. Happy to be here. Dave, let's start with you. Let's start with Calgary, what's going on there. I think it's it might be a bigger story, uh, just in terms of Mark Giordano being left off that protected list. I don't think that's a surprise, right? But at the same time, it's not an easy call to make. No. I mean, uh, it was certainly not really a surprise as things were kind of uh, working their way towards Saturday. But uh, you're right. I mean, he's played uh, almost a thousand games with the franchise. Uh, he's been the captain uh, since Jerome McGinley left town. Um, it, it couldn't have been an easy choice for, for Brad for living, but it just sounded like the Seattle Kraken wanted the Flames to you know, trade uh, some assets that the Flames weren't willing to give up, and, and it ended up being that uh, Mark Giordano was was not uh, protected. So, uh, and the expectation is that will be their selection from Calgary, right? That's what the smart money's saying. That's what we're hearing. Yeah, I mean, uh, Frank Cervelli, formerly with TSN, uh, he's now with the Daily Faceoff. He's uh, reporting that uh, it's almost certain that that the Kraken are going to going to take Giordano. So it'll be a tough one for Flames fans. But uh, sometimes in in these uh, worlds of expansion drafts and such, uh, yeah. it's, it's what has to happen. Uh, in Edmonton, Reed, uh, I guess there was some debate over Cassian versus Benson, and they left Benson uh, exposed. But um, interesting to see who Seattle is going to be looking at on their list. Yeah, well, and what's interesting for me is I, there wasn't a lot of debate in my mind. I mean, I, I thought Zach Cassian would be protected and Tyler Benson would be left exposed. And, you know, you see some of the other rumors out over the last couple of days, too, is that perhaps Zach Cassian would be available uh, in a trade. So if there are those types of discussions going on, then obviously you're going to protect him rather than lose him for nothing. Yeah. I, I think the names you look at on the Oilers list to possibly be claimed I, I do think Tyler Benson is possible. You know, he's uh, he's kind of an interesting one to watch. We know about his prolific scoring, yep. going back to being a, a Bantam player here in Edmonton, and then his junior career was kind of injury-riddled, but he was still a very productive player. And he has been productive in the minors, but I think his shot to make the Oilers roster and maybe even in the NHL roster would be more as a depth player. He worked a lot on his penalty killing in Bakersfield this past season because if he's going to play in Edmonton, that's how he's going to crack the roster as sort of a third or fourth liner, not so much as one of the uh, primary scoring guys. So it'd be interesting to see what Seattle thinks of him. I think Jujar Kara is definitely a possibility who, uh, you know, again, a depth player, penalty killer. We, we kind of know what he is uh, here in Edmonton. Unfortunately, he's been kind of inconsistent throughout his career, yeah. but a big guy that I think Seattle would look at. And then maybe as a bit of a, as a dark horse, maybe goaltender Alex Stalock, who hasn't played in the NHL in a year because of injuries, but has had some good moments uh in the National Hockey League, so you wonder if they might uh, if they might look there as well, and, and maybe William Lagason on D, maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, so let's take a look around the league here, guys. There's some there's some pretty interesting uh, opportunities for Seattle. I was kind of surprised to see Jordan Eberle uh, not protected by the New York Islanders. They can put together a pretty good club here if they want to. I think that they can. Yeah, if if they want to. I mean, I don't it's think money, they have though. As it good all comes down to money, is, right? 
as, as I don't think they're going to have as good a club as Vegas did. <laughs> Certainly no. go to the hop, but I think general managers learned their lesson. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. Certainly seeing some of the names on there, Landis Scog, even though I know he's an unrestricted free agent, uh, but Seattle could could take a stab at him and say, here's the vault. What do you want? Right. But uh, to me, the, the biggest story is, is Carey Price. Carey Price, yeah. And not just because he's available, but all the other items swirling around this, his, his salary and the injury concerns. And if Seattle claims him, is it possible he'd never play a game for them? But if they do claim him, I mean, you got one of the I mean, really, I, I don't think I'm overstating it. He's one of the best NHL players this century, you know, over the last 21 years. I think that's how good Carey Price yeah, is. Yeah. Even if he has a couple years left in him, that's a pretty big name on the marquee there. And as we saw in the playoffs, if he is healthy, uh, a player who could still steal games and, and keep, a, keep a team competitive, even if they don't have a lot in other positions. Yeah, Dave, what are you watching? What, what kind of grabbed your eye this weekend? I mean, uh, obviously, Carey Price is a big one. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog, I thought, was a big one out of Colorado. Sorry, I can't hear Reed. So if I'm oh, okay, uh, all right, yeah, he, he mentioned Carey Price as well. But and I think I think you're right. I think that's uh, the, the name that grabbed a lot of attention. I mentioned Jordan Eberle. Um, yeah, he, but I thought, he, I thought Gabriel Landeskog out of Colorado was a big one. Obviously, uh, he's their captain, and uh, he's been there since the beginning of his career. But he got exposed in expansion. I know they're still trying to work on a deal there, but. To see him leave leave town, I mean, it gives the the Avalanche some, some cap space. There's no doubt about that. And maybe he's asking for a little too much in terms of uh, of money. But it just to see, you know, it's kind of like Giordano to see the captain be exposed. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly an interesting one. But it's, it's like you say, though, Dave. It's about money. It's all a lot of this when the teams are deciding who's going to be exposed and who isn't. It's dangling the contract that that you, you might want to get rid of if you can or thing. And you know, in terms of some of the guys that are left exposed, they're left exposed because they're you know that they don't want to sign there and they're not under contract. So I mean, all of the salary cap and the contract negotiations goes into this. Yeah, and I think maybe for Flames fans who are hoping that uh, Mark Giordano might come back to Calgary somehow, some way, that's kind of the. The carrot they're 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 dangling in front of themselves because um, you know he's 38 years old. He's only got one year left on a six million seven hundred fifty thousand dollar deal, and and maybe the Seattle Kraken don't want a 38 year old who makes that much money. And that's kind of the, yeah. the hope that the people in Calgary, I think, are clinging on that want to see uh, see the captain come back. All right. Interesting stuff, guys. We'll, we'll watch and see what happens. Of course, the draft goes Wednesday, and then things are going to get really interesting. I mean, then the uh, roster freeze comes off on Thursday, and signings and all the rest of that stuff is really going to heat up. So things could get far more interesting on Thursday than they are on Wednesday. Well, and that's a really good yeah. point, Shay. We, we've seen in, in recent years that sometimes, well, it's become this way, not sometimes, it's become this way, that the draft is more exciting for trades than the actual yeah, trade deadline. absolutely. I think the trade deadline, uh, I mean, you know, I think back into the, the 90s and, and early 2000s, you're head spinning with some of the big knaves that might be on the move. And it does happen occasionally, but most of the big trades now are, are also right around the draft. You know, from an Edmonton perspective, um, they don't have a second rounder and they don't have a third rounder. They also don't have a fifth rounder. So there's not a lot of flexibility there to throw draft picks into a trade unless they you know, do a bunch of swaps. So I know I've been asked, could the Oilers move up in the first round? You know, right now they're picking officially it's 20th, but it's actually the 19th player because of the Arizona forfeited pick. So, you know, I've been asked, well, what if the Oilers like a guy or they, or they really want Sebastian Costa from the Oil Kings to be their franchise goalie? Do you move up? The, the problem there is, um, you know, the lack of flexibility with be, being able to possibly offer picks 
later on in the yeah. draft? And do you want to sacrifice a first rounder in in years to come to do that? I think that's going to be a storyline for them. Good stuff, guys. Thanks so much. I appreciate it today. Thanks, Dave. Okay, thanks. Dave McIver in uh, Calgary. Reed Wilkins in Edmonton talking about uh, what we might expect to see coming up with the expansion draft.